some games, there's a ball. Others have bats. Sometimes, men fight over a rubber disc sliding down a sheet of ice. There's plays and schemes. Reps and warm-ups. But when game time hits, there's only one objective. Shoot. Score. Throw. Hit. Make a play. In other words, do the things. Win the points. Good evening, good evening, good evening, internet listeners. You are listening to your favorite sports show on the internet. It is Win the Points. Wally Allegan, a.k.a. the MCWLA, with the rest of the Win the Points crew. I'm Sander Keen. I did not wear a tie to work today. I also was not disciplined. <laughs> and Jeremy Thompson. Advanced stats and spreadsheet sports fans are ruining sports, especially hockey. And you can all just go away forever, please. <laughs> the fourth member of our uh, group, jo- uh, Joshua C. Jackson, is not here. He is officially on a milk carton. Um, he has gone missing from the show, but only specifically for this week, mainly because he's got other priorities that he has to handle. So he will be missed this week, but not a big deal. We still got all the sports that you you want to hear and some that you don't, honest. To be That's how we all feel about the Jets-Colts game. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, is that tonight? That is tonight. Oh, man. I Col- was going to go home and do something else. <laughs> anything Not, else. Yeah, literally anything. Might do a second podcast. I probably was just going to go and stare at a wall while I you know, kind of just contemplate the universe and the world and everything. But Seems like a good use of your time. Better uh, than that, for sure. College football Final Four rankings are in. We've got the playoff set. There are a lot of people that are upset that the number five team didn't make it, so we'll dive into that. Also, you had championship weekend. Florida gets absolutely bodied by Alabama and other <laughs> other uh, other headlines there. Uh, we'll dive into the Jacksonville Jaguars just being a complete shit team a little bit later on the show, as we usually do. And uh, We're and, going to have to tag this one NSFW right now. Oh, I think. it's already yeah. been I just tagged. I just want to make that very clear. I don't usually swear on this show, but it's happening. Tonight. It's had the explicit tag on. The show's had the explicit tag Mom, on. Mom, if you're listening, this is going to be fun to watch. It's had the explicit tag for about four months now. Like, it has not changed. Coincidentally, with the start of the NFL season. Pretty much. <laughs> and then uh, just uh, other stuff that we'll talk about. For first, before we dive into the sports stuff, how was everybody's weekend? I mean, my world and universe strictly revolves around sports, so not good, man. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. It was, um, you know, there, there wasn't much to be happy about. Edmonton Oilers are still playing well. Uh, Connor McDavid goes <laughs> goes and hits his chin on the ice in some concussion spotter that I didn't even know they really existed. In the NHL, you have a spotter in the in the press box who says, that looked like a hit that might give you a concussion. Let's take him out off the, off the ice for 20 minutes while we check him. Go to the quiet room, eh? He hit his chin. <laughs> and then the, and 20 seconds later, before that, uh, two guys pounded each other in the face for a good 30 seconds, and neither one of them was called for a concussion protocol, so was I'm not really sure. No, it was actually Zach Cashin. A solid Which, number Yeah, seven. exactly, yeah. Which was my opinion of Zach Cashin before he made it onto the Oilers, a solid number two. Fair enough. Uh, Z? <laughs> Hey, that was clever. I caught, I just caught that late, and as uh, <laughs> I was swallowing some of my beverage as both Jeremy's statement and your laugh came in, so I'm glad I didn't try and speak there. Um, weekend was good. Obviously, you and I, Wale, were up in uh, our nation's capital for about 26 hours, and it was a pretty great trip. It was fun to kind of get away and explore a, a different city, and then um, came back. My team did not participate in Conference Championship Weekend. They've declined to for the past decade plus. 
And declined or weren't invited? Well, one year it was literally the decline because they self opposed to Posey's and banned. Very but other than that, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, Sunday, I guess, uh, yeah, that was good for me. Not so good for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, just recapping the quick weekend, yeah, we, me and Xander and a couple of friends went up to D.C. for uh, just kind of a quick jaunt up to the nation's capital. Got to walk around, see all the uh, monuments and, you know, memorials and stuff like that. Had a. Very fun evening. Um, the term shenanigans was used very uh, frequently. and then, Both literally and figuratively. figuratively. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, just uh, 9 out of 10 would would definitely go back. It was a good trip. Um, def- like Definitely like a weekend kind of trip. Like this, was, this trip was too short. You know, luckily we got a really good deal on everything. So like you're not going to complain about it. But I think it would have been nice to do like a full Friday through like Sunday weekend up there. But... You know, that goes without saying. So, but coming back to uh, Jacksonville on Saturday, obviously, just got to get into college football as a whole. Um, I mean, I don't want to really talk Alabama, Florida, okay. but we have to. But it, okay, so this is the first time I think I've ever watched a game where my team got a 50 burger put on him that I was like, eh, it's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> because that first drive to me, <laughs> hey man, I'm happy with the, the afternoon, Bowl, right? Yeah, I'm happy with the afternoon. You know, you can raise a we were beating Alabama banner. Watching <laughs> watching the Gators drive down the field against Alabama in the first drive, and then actually stopping them twice on, and then I mean there was the two interceptions that gave them field goals, but just that first quarter, I was actually enjoying myself. After that, of course, the momentum just started and then it swinging ended and it, quickly, and it ended with it was over very quickly, escalated very quickly too, but. It was it was not really the same kind of defeat that I would really be accustomed to as a conference championship game against Alabama, since I knew there wasn't really much of an expectation of a victory there, and it wasn't really a meaningful game for Florida, honestly. I mean, when you are literally 24-point underdogs coming in, the expectations have to be somewhat low. I know that didn't stop certain people in the element uh, of Gator fans from being active on social media, as it were, but what uh, can we discuss how the like trend of pick twos and blocked extra points being returned for two points has now spread to like all forms of football. Yeah. It's been, it's, it, this is now a thing. It's, like, it's been wacky. I know it, it used to just not be allowed in the NFL and they changed that recently, but I've seen more this year than like my entire football watching life combined that I can remember. No, and I'm is. not going to complain about it though, because it's it just adds Literally, more excitement it's, to it's it. decided like at least two, if not more NFL games this year. Yeah, absolutely. Including, Hilariously, the Falcons lose to the Chiefs, <laughs> which we'll get to later. I just think that entire like ex- it was so the way that whole series even went down was it was a pick six on that play, and then they it was a lot of punt, wasn't it? Was it a block punt? Was the block. Oh, oh, it was the block punt. Yeah. So sorry, I forget which Alabama non-offensive touchdown it was. So, it's easy to get them confused because there's so many special teams coming in clutch. So it was a block punt returned for a touchdown. And then on the receive field like extra point, Florida blocks it, runs it back for two points, which is just which absolutely I, I, bizarre. I called it a kick too on Twitter. Didn't get any love. I expected I don't know, so maybe some Auburn fans to <laughs> you know enjoy that one. I guess not. But uh, there, what there, is it? I know Alabama's always sucked in the kicking game. Apparently that now spreads to whoever's playing Alabama. Maybe. You know, but just looking at the game overall, once again, it just goes to show it's like, all right, Florida, like, it literally is Alabama's world. And yeah, everyone nobody's going to beat here. Alabama. I will say it on this show right now. There's not a single team in the college football world that can beat but this Alabama from team. From certain corners, there's like, ooh, give Chris Peterson three weeks to prepare because everyone remembers what his Boise State team did to Oklahoma. But that's a little bit different. This is 
That this was, is the thirty-second best football team in the world. But on, <laughs> but on the other hand, <laughs> wait, hang on. Cancer care point. Okay, thank you. But on, on the, I was <laughs> gonna leave right now. On the other hand, it's gonna. We're coming up on the ten-year anniversary of that play because that happened what back in two thousand six, right? Yeah, it was. It was the Gators or, championship year, right? Yeah, when Boise State pulled the uh, yeah, yeah. For, for a second I thought we were still talking about the kick sick. Like, no, 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 that no, was like four years. That was ago. like four. No, no, no. I'm talking about the uh, the statue. Yeah, that was a while ago. That was yeah. I think that was 06. Yeah, yeah. I think Ten it was the, the Gators championship year. First, which one. ultimate heat check is Ian Johnson proposing on the field right after scoring the game winning point conversion. There's, I mean, honestly, there's never a there's never a better time than that. Like you have that's the ultimate walk off. If we're being real. I remember my younger brother at the time came up to was watching the game with us and and he his question was does he know her? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't answer. I didn't know. That would also be strong. Just propose to someone you don't even know. Like <laughs> this is the biggest moment of my life. I'm swinging for the fences here. No, um, yeah, it's it's Alabama's world and everybody's just kind of living in it, man. Like I don't know what to say about more than their performance and it's just that's just the way they are that's how they roll you know and you give dick Saban, give everybody on that alabama squad credit because it's just like it doesn't matter what sort of you know situations that face them like you you it's unheard of that like Saban would actually start a freshman quarterback and look at what he's done like yeah, last year blake sims was a fifth year senior who finally got a chance to play after learning you know for three or four years or whatever but yeah, it's great. And you just think about the talent on both sides of the ball that has won championships with Alabama and left Alabama. I mean, say what you want about the Alabama running backs in the NFL. It's been certainly a mixed bag, but they've all been, they've just had a line of them. Amari Cooper, everybody on defense, and it doesn't matter because Alabama's backups would be ranked in like the top 15. Yeah. Post Scarborough was what eleven attempts for ninety one yards, averaging eight point three a carry. Like that's just—he's like a redshirt sophomore that nobody's heard from. Like I remember calling a game when he was at IMG Academy playing against Trinity Christian like three years ago. He has not been seen since, (laughs) and he's now been unleashed onto the college football world. Six two two hundred twenty eight, but he looks like he looks like he's two sixty. He looks like he looks like like Jack Legarrette Blunt. Which is a which scary, is which is, yeah, because LeGarrette Blunt's a scary human being to begin with, so. Sass Byron Hout. <laughs> Speaking of Boise. He's still, he's still feeling that punch, man. Oh, like, I still see replays of that, and I'm just like, bruh, like, if you get hit like that, you gotta erase your entire social media life, like, you can't, you can't pop up anywhere. I don't know if that was a problem, I, I Where's he end up? I mean, it's, that's his <laughs> claim to fame. Of again. That's he's his, probably somewhere in Wyoming right That's now. his claim to fame. <laughs> yeah, just like, getting socked in yeah, the face. Like, but, he goes but to Byers. Meanwhile, the guy that did the socking is leading the National Football League in rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he goes to Byers, and he says, you remember me? Like, I don't I don't. Uh, yeah, no. I, got, I, got, I got bodied on a national TV by Garrett Blunt. <laughs> Which is not a claim to fame. Yeah, I, I don't think watch. that's really – I mean, it doesn't really get him much. I don't well, know. he's at Coach Hout on Twitter. Oh, so, so we can add him. He is the defensive line coach at Montana State University. Oh, good for him. Wow. I would have said high school. Nice. Got to keep those hands up. Uh, let's continue with let's continue the game. Uh, continue the uh, recaps of some of the games. Uh, the ACC championship. You have Clemson beating Virginia Tech forty-two to thirty-five. A closer matchup than I expected. Deshaun Watson going twenty-three of thirty-four, two hundred eighty-eight yards and three touchdowns. 
Um, I think that was the expected outcome, though, yeah. for most of us, so it's not, nothing really to, to get right home about. Wisconsin and Penn State. This game was back and forth. And uh, there were roughly four times as many points scored in this game as I thought there were going to be. Correct. And Penn State pulls out the victory, was hoping that this victory would be strong enough to potentially put them in at four? So, uh, no, when shout they, out to Trace Before we get into the playoff stuff, I mean, Trace McSorley just had like a 35-minute heat check in the entire second half, and he just kept slinging it, and his dudes looked like the artist formerly known as Alan Robinson out there because they, they yeah, were going right. up and getting the ball. Absolutely. I mean, it started with uh, their one dude, number 88, I don't know his name. I really haven't watched much Penn State this year in the first half. And then all the just every receiver, it seemed like, for Penn State made a big catch. And McSorley, who was getting hammered earlier in the game. I mean, Wisconsin was getting after him. Like the seven Watt brothers that apparently are on Wisconsin's team were just... They have an exorbitant amount of Watt like jerseys that's like i think think there's only one now there's but but like the watt family it's almost like the gronkowski family except so they all went like the the gronkowski's diversified yeah because you got i mean you know rob went to arizona and the the youngest one went to k-state and there were other dudes in other places kind of wanted to cover the united states oh got to So you can't handle more than one crock on the same campus (laughs) whereas the watt family just wants to keep it local be really boring and not change at all no <laughs> but Penn's yeah well and obviously penn state does have uh did, did you know right? though that hard work is leased and rent is due every day i, I was not aware was, was, that, not, was that in the bible i think i, I remember hearing it somewhere i can't remember exactly where i think that was written on my starbucks cup once not 100 percent sure uh, that was it was written on your pretty sure box. pretty ah, sure jesus said that true <laughs> Moving on, Bedlam. You have Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. Oklahoma pulling off the victory, beating Oklahoma State 38-20. to uh, You have Baylor and West Virginia, and West Virginia beating Baylor 24-21. I heard that Art Browse is getting looked at for a gig, which... Well, is... Baylor's athletic director got hired by Liberty, so if he can get hired, I guess Art Browse can get hired, too. Considering like... Liberty, Liberty is a Christian university, I find that just very weird. Well, Baylor, also a Christian university. That really didn't prevent them from, you know... <laughs> I mean, I, I have no some comment. comments that I could drop on, uh, on the whole Christian university thing, but I really feel that's probably not the best form to do so. Can we just say that Baylor is a train wreck and that's kind of not a bad thing? They were 6-0, six 6-6. And oh, six and six. Yeah. Shout out to that. Uh, West Virginia, number 16. Underdogs in its bowl game against Miami. Miami, which we'll, which we'll get into. We'll get dive into the bowl, uh, bowl games. And then last but not least, we'll dive into uh, just kind of gloss over Temple beating Navy 34-10. That Matt Rule, he's just going to get some, some looks from some schools this year. Yeah, not, not, not the outcome that a lot of us expected. We kind of figured Navy would roll into Temple and kind of roll them. Well, but, Navy had scored like 70 points in four straight games, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> the clock ran out. Let's dive into the playoff. Let's go ahead and discuss it. <laughs> You've got Alabama. I mean, I figured we were going to talk about the big game, which is Georgia Tech-Kentucky. Here in Jacksonville, but I guess we can go to the playoff if you want. I would much rather. I think I would much rather talk about the playoff just just from just from the get rip. So you've got Alabama, you got Ohio State, you have Clemson, hey Washington. Just just thoughts. I I like those are probably the four best teams in the country. Whether whoever, however you want to say who deserves to be there, I think those are the four best teams in the country, and. Yeah, I mean, what measuring stick are you using? Man? I don't know. 
Because what Penn State, State what because Penn State Kirk beat Hokut using Penn right. State beat Ohio State. Yeah, so Penn State was better than Ohio State that day. That day. Okay, but what Penn other? What else can you? Clemson also lost a pit, but the point remains. <laughs> Penn they... State won the conference. They beat Wisconsin, which was a team that was ranked in the top ten at the beginning of this year. Incorrect. A You're team right. that beat LSU when it was impressive to beat LSU. So what measuring stick is anybody using to determine this? Question, is, it, is it your is it is head to head the end all to be all or is it not slipping up? Because other than Ohio State well, came close to slipping up a couple of times, but other than an overtime loss to Penn State, Ohio State didn't slip up, and that's why they're in. Now it's yeah, it's weird that probably can we agree that there's a good chance the two best teams in the Big Ten didn't play for the conference championship. Ohio that's State weird. Ohio State needs to be held one game back on any measuring stick against Penn State because Penn State played one more game than they did. And Penn State won that game. So why is it that Ohio State, who lost to Penn State, didn't have to play in a game, didn't have to do anything on Saturday except watch Penn State beat Wisconsin, and they're still going into the game? Against a team that beat them. If you want to be upset, you have to be upset at the system and not the oh, teams that are playing it. I'm not upset at Ohio State. Ohio State, which I am very uncomfortable with. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a quote today from Urban Meyer that said, "If you don't win the conference championship, you shouldn't be in the top in the in the cha- national championship." That yeah. was ten years ago. Okay. He, he, he said we, that in 2006, where he actually beat Bama in the SEC title game, where the discussion was had, "Hey, if Florida wins this game, should we put them in the national title game?" Yeah, but like if, so everyone, if everyone on Earth had quotes from a decade ago held over them when events transpire the other way a decade later, like I'm everyone like, would be contradictory. Like that's the most ridiculous thing. And I mean. Whatever. People have been throwing it out there all day and again. I really don't want to defend Urban Meyer or Ohio State. I don't agree with like anything they stand for. But I think they're one of the best four teams in the country. For example, I'll use I'll use my words as an example. On this day ten years ago on Facebook, I said effing tired, biatch. Do I want to stand by those words? Are you Not tired really. right now? Kinda. Okay. <laughs> Point being, that's not a point at all. It kind of is though. The point people say people say stupid shit all the time. Doesn't just because they said it then doesn't mean it needs to hold true now. You know what I mean? No, and and again, you you made a good point, which is you can't be mad at Ohio State or or, or Urban Meyer. They didn't make the call here. You know, it's it's the system that's flawed. And the reason that they came up with the college football playoff was because teams were arbitrarily being chosen to be put into the BCS title game for with no merit whatsoever. And the way that I see it, Penn State has already played in a playoff game, and they've won. You're correct. And so why the hell is Ohio State getting put into an additional playoff after losing to Penn State, not having to play another game, and then still going to play in the playoffs and probably probably beat Washington? Or, or, or who's, who's Ohio State? Yeah, Clemson. Will beat Clemson. Yeah. Clemson. Because uh, they have a number three next to their ranking. That's ultimately why. They had a number two at one point, and they slid. So... You oh, by the way, oh by the way, Penn State is not. But we had, five. but we had Penn this State's conversation. Michigan's number five. We had this conversation two weeks ago when we were talking about the possibility, and, and let's laugh this one up, of Florida beating LSU, FSU, and Alabama three weeks in a row. Yep. And being a two-loss team, which was hilarious. In well, well, right. Of course, we, none of us really thought that would happen. But it's an interesting conversation. You take a two-loss SEC team who just beat three of the top teams in the country consecutive weeks, 
And you have to put them in over somebody like Michigan, right? That's what we were talking about, or Washington, or whoever. How is this different? This isn't any different to me. Michigan, Ohio State, and Michigan State went one and one in the head-to-head games. The difference is Ohio State didn't lose another game, and that's why they're in the playoff. But they didn't have to play a game to lose. Well, if Ohio State played, Penn State with, lost another game before that. Yeah, I mean, but, but Ohio State putting hairs, but and this is okay. This is. I don't think that we're ever going to have four legitimate playoff contenders out of seven from one conference again. Just the, the way it worked out with the SEC being trash outside yeah. of Bama and you know Louisville falling apart, dark horses like Houston falling apart, the pack, you know the Big Twelve not really having that team. I mean, it was a special set of circumstances this year. But I don't think you should just hold the fact that Penn State, yeah, they won the head-to-head tiebreaker. The only reason that. I mean, the tiebreaker happened because Ohio State beat the number five team in the country the last week of the regular season to force a two-way tie that they then lost. I mean, obviously, had Ohio State lost to Michigan, we wouldn't be having this conversation either. It's just, I don't know. I mean, would we be putting Michigan then in that spot? Probably. Probably. Well, if Michigan had beat Ohio State, they would have won the division outright. But And then it would have been Michigan... Michigan and Wisconsin. Wisconsin. But, I, don't, I mean... Did anyone have Penn State? No one had Penn State in the playoff up until this one game. So does this one? Yeah, they won a game that Ohio State didn't have to play. But again, they lost two games earlier on their schedule. Ohio State didn't. I mean, no, not every team is Bama. No team is perfect except for Alabama and Western Michigan. Well, and that's at the end of the day, Michigan's not in the playoff. Yeah, and they're undefeated. At the end of the day, this really doesn't matter because we all know who's going to be the national champion at the end of the year. Bama's going to win both playoff games like thirty-one to thirteen. Right. So whatever. But I say that now, but but know. just the nature of how this went down, and it, and it just screams, you know, the same sort of bullshit that we've been dealing with the BCS, you know, before the playoffs started. It's just there's no real, there's no there's no real room for anything to really fit in to the story, right? The pageantry of of college football and style points, whatever it was in the BCS, has been replaced by you know arbitrary championship or, or conference championship placing and seeding and and there's you're not getting the best teams in the conference championship therefore you're not getting the best playoff predict, uh, uh outcomes. well there's no perfect way to do it because you can't just use head-to-head on the transitive property because uh <laughs> miami if by transitively beat both clemson and penn state this year so i just like to throw that one out there <laughs> Thank you, and, and if miami had had beaten the other teams that they should have beaten then they would be here it, the funny thing is like we're not that far away from being a playoff contender if you think about the north carolina and florida state and notre dame games you're right you know that's like seven i mean there's no there's no right yeah, answer to no. any of this but, oh, but it's actually false i think that there's a right guess answer. what ohio state everyone said ohio state shouldn't have been in the playoff two years ago and we all remember what happened that year yeah the thing is, is like I feel that the right answer is right in front of us, man. And the problem is, is it's under the guise of well, these students have school and they've got to work and like all this stuff. Now, if you really want to do a true playoff, here's how you, here's how you do it: eight team playoff. Your conference champions are automatically in, and then you have three at largest. You do it like that. You've got your you've got your playoff right there. Uh, now, and then we're not sitting here and being like, why isn't Penn State in? They would be it at that point, you know. We're not going to sit here and complain about why certain teams didn't make it over others. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's all concrete. Problem is, is you're going to have a hard time getting the NCAA to sign off on that under the guise of, well, these are student athletes. We don't want them playing three extra games. 
potentially playing. I mean, three, or three four extra, extra games. games, three or four extra games is pretty rough. It's really not. I mean, it with, really isn't. If you've got NFL players that are complaining about the potential to play two more preseason games, what kind of precedent are you setting if you're making college football players play four extra games? Well, I don't agree with it necessarily. I just, I the 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 mindset it, it exists and kind of the the. The way that that shakes out is that there's going to be controversy with the NFL and college football as it relates to it, specifically because college footballs are not players are not getting paid. Here's guess, which here's, is a whole other issue. Well, guess what? He, at this point, why are you playing extra games? You maybe play one tune-up game, and then you play your what th- three or four? You play what th- three or four? You play what th- three or four? You play what th- uh, three or four? You play what th- uh, three or four? You play what th- uh, three or four? Depending three on or four, yeah, right, three yeah. or four non-conference games. Get rid of three of those. Most of them early in the year, unless you're in the SEC, in which case it's evidently a requirement to play a trash team in late November. Right. Which, I mean, this year I, I had a lot of fun watching Florida play three very tough games at the end of the season, and I think none of them really went their way except for the LSU game, um, which should not have been on the road, but it was. So you got LSU on the road, Florida State on the road, and then you go to Alabama or to Atlanta to face Alabama, which is pretty much a home game for them yeah. at this point. And, uh, and I'm fine with that. I would be totally – Fine with getting rid of those. Well, because games. well, because at that point your conference game actually hold even more value. You know, even if you don't want to, even if you don't want to do conference champion, you can do division champions. You pull two teams from yeah. each conference. You know, east and west, north and south. You know, whatever you want to do, and ACC then they go. Coastal would love the auto bid. Let me tell you. <laughs> and then you go from there, man. I'm sorry. It's like if if. The if the fault like if the D two and D threes can have playoffs, there's no reason on God's green earth that Division one football can't have a college. You're football not wrong. Play, like a legitimate college. Football I, by the way, it's coming up too. I love the weekend where it's like the D two and then D three championship and like FCS will be in there too. I mean, that's, to, to like check in on those teams is fun. Now normally it's just North Dakota State killing everybody. But yeah, but the point point of the Iowa matter, this year. <laughs> Point of the matter being is the fact that they're they're fun games and like I said, it's a legit. There's no complaints about oh well this team didn't beat this team so they shouldn't be in. No, it's not an arbitrary. Well, also, it's a, at least a 16 team field. It might be even more in FCS now. They might have expanded the playoff. Well, and I would be fine with removing some of the regular season games and replacing it with playoff games. The key is the key is getting everybody to sign off on it. And the problem, the problem is, is it's a loss in revenue for everybody that doesn't make the playoff. Yeah, but you still have your bowl games, which well, at one exactly. point would actually add more value to the bowls if you would if if that makes any more maybe, sense. Maybe, man, and this is kind of out there, but maybe treat it like a fantasy football playoff bracket where you've got the top seeded guys who are competing to continue their season, and then you've got the guys who are on the lower half competing for bragging rights. Ultimately, so something, honest, something honest. you know, to for the fans to get excited about. You know, a, a meaningless bowl game is a meaningless bowl game, so why not have meaningless regular season? Well, you know, just why think not about it. Make it. <laughs> They're USC, Miami, and Auburn in the tournament. See what happens. Yeah, seriously. Get some really tough competition that didn't make the playoffs to play each other and see what happens. Put USC against Miami. That'd be a hell of a game. I'd my, love to watch that, my, even if nothing was on the line. My point would be is if you're going to do – if you if you break it down that way, then why don't you – so if 12 teams make the playoffs, you better rank 13 through, what, 40 or 50-something? If your team gets bowl eligible, then they start to rank you, and then at that point, it's like not a round robin tournament, but you match them up based off seeds, and you're just like, hey, this team plays this team, like 13 plays 35, like, and then just do it that way. Except for Tennessee, because they're already the champions of life, so they (laughs) do not need to participate in any postseason action. Right, because that just won't work. But the point being is like, there's there's a proper way to do it that everybody's happy, everybody makes money. And the product improved. Uh, no, 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 well, not, 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 not everybody. Everybody, but a pretty significant group of people that are, you know, putting their 
physical health on the line uh, and most likely shortening their lifespan by several years that are not will not get paid. Which is an entirely different podcast. We don't have time for that. Not tonight. I would love to get into that conversation, though. I really would, because there's... We have an entire off-season. That's true. That's a topic just... That will be a topic just of discussion. But point being is really, there's a way to do it. Do we want to do it is the question. We should. I mean, we really should. If if, if we want to eliminate this sort of... I mean, for how long? Boise State 10 years ago, undefeated. They didn't get a, any sort of love from the BCS. How long have we been dealing with this exact conversation? And and if you put some sort of playoff together where Boise State can show what they're worth in the last game of the season against Florida, Alabama, LSU, whoever, and see if they deserve to be in that conversation, then make it happen. And you don't have to pitch hard to sell that matchup. If you can take a team that had to re reschedule a, a postponed game because of a storm, uh, in the case of Florida, LSU, if you can do that in that amount of time, you can certainly put together a matchup between you know two teams that are competing for a spot in the playoffs, which which I feel is fair. Do uh, you guys want to run down some uh, fun bowl games? Sure. Real quick. All right. So should we break down the tax layer bowl, or the Outback Bowl first? Oh, uh, let's probably do the tax layer. Or neither. <laughs> I want to talk about my favorite bowl of all time, the Popeyes Bahama Bowl. <laughs> Eastern Michigan versus Old Dominion. I refuse to acknowledge the names oh, of these stupid. Oh, the only reason, the only reason, like the only reason I like the Pop Popeyes Bowl, honestly, is two things. First off, it's not in this country. It's at the so Bahamas. You literally get to go to Nassau. You get to go to Nassau and hang out. Secondly, Popeyes. Like seriously, these guys are gonna be eating chicken and biscuits for three days, and it, that sounds glorious. To me. So a former coworker of mine is now uh, one of the equipment guys in Middle Tennessee State. I believe they played in the Bahamas Bowl a couple of years ago. They're in the Hawaii Bowl this year. Oh, that is phenomenal. Wow. Good for him. Like, again, the teams, but specifically him. That's great. Uh, let's we'll run down this list here. I'm trying to find some fun. Some I mean, I'm legitimately excited for my team's bowl game for the first time in years. So that's good. <laughs> uh, Miami, I believe, has the third longest um, bowl win drought of any Power 5 team, which includes such luminaries as uh, <coughs> Wake Forest and Boston College. So Fair enough. Shouts to, you know. 11 years. I wonder if we could tweet at the Russell Athletic Bowl and they'll give us tickets. Maybe. <laughs> there was a group on going on for the AC Championship game in the same stadium. Yeah, so why not? It's being played in Orlando, so, I mean, that's a quick, easy drive. There it usually is. Uh, yeah, fool me once, fool me twice, fool me three times. I've made two previous trips to that bowl game <laughs> to watch my alma mater play. Uh, 2009, my senior year, a 45-degree weather loss to Wisconsin. Four or five years later... Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't pretty. Sorry, buddy. It. Sorry, That's buddy. All I got. <laughs> we we remember Teddy. I remember Teddy <laughs> specifically. Sugar Bowl. Uh, <laughs> New Era Pinstripe Bowl in New York. You got Pittsburgh at North Northwestern. Um, well, I guess you hit the over because Pitt's involved. Yeah, absolutely. Does that, Just, do their jerseys have pinstripes in that game? No. What's the point? Because it's New York City. It's played in Yankee Stadium. And it's sponsored by New Era. Oh, so okay, that makes all, sense. all of that right. just kind of rolls into one. You would think that New Era would play they that should. game in Buffalo, though, not in New York City. Well, like, I mean, I get, I get it, but like, are we talking about New Jersey? No, we're talking like it's the game is in Yankee. It's Stadium. in Yankee Stadium. It's a terrible took, venue for a football game. Oh, for sure, but it's. <laughs> it's remember, I remember when I think it was, was a, Northwestern played somebody at Wrigley a while back. That was a and terrible. They literally could only use one of the end zones. Yeah, like a, whenever there was a change of possession, they moved to the other side of the field to always go in the same direction. Yeah. The Rangers and the Islanders played at Mets Stadium, and that was a terrible venue for a hockey game, mind you. There's no fans on the field for a hockey oh, game by the way, or anything like that. Way bigger. But it's 
much, much bigger than a hockey stadium or a hockey rink and a football, uh, baseball stadium. Well, That's they also have venue. Major League Soccer there. That doesn't really work that well either. No. Uh, the Belk Bowl, guaranteed to be weird. Arkansas versus number two Virginia Tech. Oh, that is more than borderline erotic. Yeah. <laughs> it is explicitly erotic. <laughs> it's in your face erotic. Uh, got the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. You've got Georgia and TCU. The only reason I find this to be even remotely interesting is I just want to see how Kirby Smart loses this one. He will. That's he's, he's He'll not find very a way. Good, no. so yeah, it'll be interesting. So, He'll find a way. Stanford versus North Carolina in the Hyundai Sun Bowl. Two white teams. What a disappointment their seasons were. What, Stanford or North Carolina? Yes. <laughs> was North Carolina, North Carolina was nine stuff? and three? Yeah. I mean, they, they won two fewer games than last year. Yeah. But. I, I don't know. I thought they had more. I thought they had more potential offensively than they had. Mitch pretty good, but I know Elijah Hood was hurt for a while. Like, well, I, I know that there was. Offense. I know that there was a lot of concerns about the defense coming up, but it just it seemed to me like there was more promise offensively, and it just. Well, I would be. I, I would have to point out that. Last year's bowl game was when Baylor ran for like 600 yards against North Carolina, so there's always the potential of Chris McCaffrey doing that by himself this time. Good point. That would be fun to see. The Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. You've got Nebraska and, and number 21 Tennessee in Nashville. I feel this is cheating. I feel like they're Tennessee trying to give Tennessee got, something, man. T- Tennessee. Wait, was the game against Vanderbilt in in Nashville or at home in Knoxville? I think it was because they might Nashville. have like some, you know. Sort of some stress going on by walking back into Nashville after losing to Vandy. <laughs> I think it was one in week Knoxville. after the Champions of Life comment. Yeah, give me one second. Like I can look it up, but I think they lost that game in Knoxville. Well, either way, no, it was no, they lost it at Vandy. Yeah, so Oops. well, playing in their own home state anyway, it's probably tra- traumatizing for Tennessee at this point. Mr. Krabs meme, just panic. Uh, then you have the Orange Bowl. You got Michigan number six versus Florida State. I'm gonna. I think that's gonna be a really fun game. That'll be fun to watch, but I think Michigan's gonna body Florida State this game. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it has to, okay. offense isn't good though. It's just like it has the potential. Like it just. It's, I think it's one of those things where it like snowballs. I think you're gonna see a lot of Dalvin Cook in his last game as a Seminole happening, and I think it'll be a close one. I think he's gonna go well, off. Well, Dalvin Michigan. Cook is smart. He'll just be like, hey. Dalvin Cook has <laughs> has not been that type of player, and I don't expect him to. <laughs> Leonard Fournette, on the other hand, well, writing Dalvin a, Cook only plays well against Miami. Writing a Players Tribune style article well today, <laughs> saying, "Hey guys, there's a bowl game coming up. I'm probably not gonna Dalvin be playing very well." There. Check. <laughs> Can you not use me on, on first and second down? Well, considering Al Golden almost ruined Duke Johnson's career in his bowl game. Very true. Yeah. Absolutely true. Um, LSU versus Louisville in the Buffalo Wings Citrus Bowl. Then the Tax Slayer Bowl. Georgia Tech versus Kentucky. How many that people is... are legitimately going to be in that game? Six. Because Georgia Tech, like, and no I'm, offense, I'm they don't have one fans. Of them. Like, no one is a Georgia Tech fan unless you went to Georgia Tech. Like, if you live in Georgia, you're a Georgia fan, probably. I just, I'm like, and not, not to not to make fun of Rick Catlett or anything like oh, that. Oh, by the way, they, that's like basketball season is cranked up into full gear by New Year. Yeah. So Kentucky fans aren't gonna care. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They they've already forgotten. They, they just took football. an L against UCLA, so that's what they're worried about right now. <laughs> well, I think is this. It's like, and I feel bad for Rick Catley a little bit, but not really because a couple weeks ago, I don't remember if you saw the picture where it's like, oh, the tax lyric bowl could be lit because we've got this. Like, yeah, like right off, considering like, Miami, Florida, Florida State, they threw out this list of teams. I don't think Georgia Tech or Kentucky were on were that on list. on the fucking list. And then next thing you know, it's like, we got Georgia Tech and Kentucky. No one's going to that game, especially on New Year's Eve. At 11 a.m. At 11 a.m. I'm on board with the 11 a.m. start. 
I am not on board with Isn't the Outback Bowl usually at 11 a.m. too? Usually, I thought it was usually at like 1. Yeah, maybe. I don't it's know. Usually like 1. All I know is Gruden usually calls that game. So at least you got that to look forward to. <laughs> Outback. This Austin Appleby. <laughs> Jesus. Outback Bowl. Number 17, Florida versus Iowa. We're going to get body by the This is the, the least entertaining. I'm sorry. Like, I know both of you guys are Florida fans. You're coincidentally, one of you is wearing an orange shirt. One of you is wearing a royal blue shirt right now. Yay. That is the least interesting matchup. Yeah, I don't even really want to watch it. Like, I'm, It's horrible. I have the day off. I know that. I mean, it. yes, Iowa beat Michigan because their punter back backflipped into a targeting penalty. <laughs> but <laughs> someone, I think Jason Kirk from SB Nation, I think it was him that tweeted that out. Somebody, One of the SB Nation guys was like, this play had like seismic playoff implications, and it was the picture of Iowa's punter going head over tea kettle. And it's true, because if there's no targeting on that play, Iowa probably doesn't beat Michigan. Right. Penn State is nowhere to be found in the Big Ten Championship game, and yeah. yeah. Revisionist history. But, yeah. So, uh, the point being, uh, both Iowa and Florida are not entertaining football teams. No. Not, so. not in the least bit. I'm not, I'm not going to... Which is good, because you can quarantine them in one game. And that makes all the rest of the bowl games more entertaining. And it's a well, I mean, the only competition it has at the one o'clock time slot is that number fifteen Western Michigan versus number eight Wisconsin, which honestly sounds like a better game. Row that boat, man, PJ Fleck. <laughs> Unless he's in Oregon by then, he might have already left. <laughs> and then the last two games of the night, you have number nine USC versus number five Penn State in the Rose Bowl. Starting at five o'clock, which I'll be a fun matchup. That, like, that's, it. The that's the one. That's, that's the one I want to watch. Yeah. yeah, which is solid. Which the I mean the Rose Bowl is just one of probably the best like individual game. Just the the, the atmosphere in Pasadena is awesome. Well, the, the completely different from a trash UCLA home game. Right. <laughs> and this is these are two teams that I mean so are trying to make a statement. Right and I mean, and these, exactly. these are if there are two teams that did not make the playoff. Oh! Hey, look who shows up. As Joshua Jackson walks into the building. He just missed the entire Penn State discussion, but I had you back. Well, I was going to continue the point I was just making. uh, If there are two teams right now that are playing well enough to potentially beat any of the four teams in the playoff, it's Penn State and USC. So the fact that they are playing each other now, there's going to be a month off, essentially, to... You know, practice and maybe lose momentum, what have you. It's still a cool matchup between two teams that are beating at the right time. Two head coaches who there were a lot of questions. I mean, James Franklin just hadn't got off. The, now, obviously, the deck was stacked against him for things that had nothing to do with him right. when he got there. But he's totally turned that around. Four games into Clay Helton's tenure, people were openly questioning whether or not he was the right man for that job, and time will tell to see if he is. But those are probably. If not in the top four, the fifth and sixth best teams in the country right now. So it's cool, even though it's not a playoff game. And obviously, there's no there's no case for USC because they went nine and three. But to see them in a bowl game is gonna be cool. I agree. Josh, you're sliding in kind of late. Yeah, I, I apologize. I had a basketball game uh, tonight, uh, but uh, I put you on a milk carton, son. The, I'm glad you came back. The, the fa- the fa- thank you. It was good to be found. <laughs> uh, the fact that uh, Penn State is not in this uh, playoff is a farce. It, it it really, really is. It goes back to my whole notion of what's the point in even, of even having a conference champion if you're not going to value that. I thought two of the, your, your three metrics that you went for was was strength of schedule, head to head, and conference champion. You've got 
got a team that didn't even play on championship Saturday that just sat there and watched TV. And you got three teams that are in the tournament that actually went out and won their conference tournament and won the, won the conference championship. Why in God's name is Ohio State in this field when the team that they went up against, and I hear the whole argument, well, uh, Penn State got the hell beat out of them by Michigan and, and somebody else. I can't think off the top of my head. Pitt, there you go, Pitt. Uh, they, they, sh they shouldn't be in the tournament when you, when you lose by 39 points. What is the purpose to win your conference championship? And Ohio State did not do that. I put on my Instagram page a quote that Urban Meyer had it back in 2006 about why well, I felt that uh, you needed you to. that part. Yeah. <laughs> we, we went through that, that whole thing and I mean, actually fixed the college football playoffs. What the hell? You mean so, so now it, it's okay for you to get in and you didn't even get a chance to compete. I had the same gripe a few years ago when Alabama and LSU played for the national championship back in what, 08, 09, somewhere in it was somewhere uh, 11. Right? Okay, 11, okay. The fact that Alabama didn't even compete for the, the national champion, for, for the SEC championship, and the fact that they got it, were able to, to get in there and play again for a national championship, I have a major problem with that. Basically, the, conference, the, the committee is telling me that winning a conference championship means nothing. So why the hell even have a conference champ? Why even have conferences to begin with if we're going to go that far? Ooh, I don't know. Okay, we do this? Miami wants a national title without a conference. I'm here for it. Let's go. Oh, Let's take it back to the 80s. Damn it, bro. I was like, oh, please. We, we, can, we can do that on, a, on oh, another episode. You guys are assigning so much like credence to winning a conference championship. I, I mean, I've never seen my team participate in the conference championship, so it's really not important <laughs> to me. I'm not, I don't really care. Like, I, All that matters specifically in this particular system is which team is ranked one through four. And at the end of the day, it doesn't – for me, like if I'm a head coach – as long as my number is one, two, three, or four, I don't care how I got there. I will. All I know is I'm playing in the Penn class. State got robbed, and there's no one else that can tell me any different. I will say. The I will say. The system is fucked up. If I, we're will gonna say, go I will say one thing. You're right. And we can't the thing, Now we're arguing about the, the fifth best team in the country. We're not arguing about the third best team. So yep. it's progress. So, so in a couple of years, maybe we'll be arguing about the seventh best team. And then eventually you get to a point where you're arguing about teams that don't legitimately have a chance. And I heard, you guys on the, I heard you guys on the way in. Shut up. I heard you guys on the way in uh, talking about um, uh, the, the, this playing an extra game or whatever. And while they hit the point, the, the nail right on the head. If SCS, D2, and D3 can play an extended playoff, SCS has 24 teams in their playoff. A true playoff. There's no reason on God's green earth why these fat cats at D1 or FBS can't put together at the very minimum an 18 tournament. I am sick and tired of the whole excuse well, it's taxing on the kids. That's bullshit. When the FCS, D2, and D3 have the exact same regular schedule that FBS has, except what they don't have is the amount of money. And that that is a it's a farce. It's okay. bullshit. I was gonna say, by the way, most of those kids aren't on scholarship. There. FCS is D two is like they, the only ones that don't have scholarship is D three. But even then, it's like I said, most of those kids aren't on scholarship. Like you have scholarships in those leagues, but keep in mind you've got a lot of kids that are on walk on like walk on status there as well. So by the way, big day. Uh, well, Friday you got Sam Houston State and James Madison, the Bearcats, Go one, Bearcats. Of, one of the only three. Undefeated Division One football teams. The currently. Bearcats and the Dukes, I believe. Then you got a border war. High noon, South Dakota State and North Dakota State. Yeah! <laughs> then you've got Wofford against Bo Pelini's Youngstown State. Who's at Wofford? There's somebody from Jacksonville that's at Wofford right now, isn't it? Uh, what's his face? Um, I can't think. Quarterback for... Uh, damn it, I... 
Crap, can't remember his name. From one of the high schools. FDS. 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 Richmond and Eastern Washington. That game is on a red field. That's awesome. <laughs> at, at the end of this season of college football, at the after the Rose Bowl, after the championship, whatever, if Penn State can beat USC, Ohio State, and win the cha- conference championship in the same season, next year will be a different year for the Nittany Lions, and, and I'm sure that they will benefit from that immensely just because this is a subjective, arbitrary system that will continue to be such, and they will benefit from it next year. Mark my words. Quarterback, quarterback, where you at, where you at, where you at? We have a whole offseason to give Trace McSorley a nickname, because I think he deserves it. You called him Chance McSorley earlier. Yeah, I did not call him Chance. You did. You did. Well, we'll, go back, we'll, we'll go back to the tape. So We'll go back to the tape and review it. Jaleel Green, safety senior from uh, Jacksonville, Florida, played at Providence. There's a guy from Bartram Trail on there as well. Uh, Malik uh, Rivera. Malik Rivera. You just go ahead and read the Miami linebackers, and you get lost. (laughs) Good point. We're running out of time. We got to talk NFL. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to dive into the NFL. The Jacksonville Jaguars still trash, and uh, we'll take a quick, quick, quick trip around the league. You've been listening to Win the Point. Rams are terrible. Gotta testify. Come up in the spot looking extra fly. For the day I die, I'ma touch the sky. Back when they thought pink polos are hurt the rock. Before Cam got the shit to pop, the doors is closed. I felt like bad boy street team. I couldn't work the locks. Now let's go. Take them back to the plan. Me and my mama hopped in that U-Haul van. Any pessimists, I ain't talk to them. Plus I ain't had no phone in my apartment. Let's take them back to the club At least about an hour I stand online I just wanted to dance I went to Jacob an hour after I got my advance I just wanted to shine Jay's favorite line, dog, in due time Now they look at me like, damn dog, you what I am A hip-hop legend, I think I died in an accident Cause this must be heaven I gotta testify Come up in the spot looking extra fly And we are back here on your favorite sports show That you listen to on Mondays, Win the Points Wally Allgan, a.k.a. the MC Wale, with the rest of the Win the Points crew. It's Andrew Keen. Uh, we were just perusing the D2 and D3 matchups. So, uh, Mount Union still got a chance to win yet another Division Three title. Cecil Shorts is uh, yeah, here. Well. R.I.P. Awesome. Cecil Shorts, ACL, PCL, MCL. Damn. <laughs> oh, yeah. He thinks that was a bad injury. Jeremy <laughs> Thompson? Yeah, that, that was me. Which would have been nice yeah. if you, like, yeah. And then... Yeah. Uh, Latecomer, Joshua C. I am here in this thing. I'm in the bitch. Let's get it on. I'm in this bitch. Let's go. Let's NFL. Go. Uh, we're going to take a quick recap around the league, and then obviously we kind of want to talk Jags, but I don't know if we want to we do, got we do 14 minutes. Do man. we do an extended show? Or? I can't talk about Jags in 14 minutes. This Fair. is going to. This is going to have to be off the air anyways. I think that the FCC has some issues with some of the language that might get thrown across this table well, once or twice. We're going to be doing some cussing. The good thing about the show is it's not... whole really bunch of it. FCC. Before we get into the rest of the NFL, I again want to point out, none of us are wearing ties right now. None. And we were not suspended from this podcast. <laughs> we weren't suspended from the podcast or anything. Uh, let's just uh, let's jump into it. Kansas City and Atlanta. That game coming down to literally a last-second <laughs> block field goal. Second time this season there has been a lead-changing touchdown. The ensuing extra point either blocked or returned on a two-point attempt for a game-winning pick or return two. What a yeah, game the from greatest thing ever. Incredible game, but yeah. what it breaks down to is Atlanta scores with, uh, like, with, was it no time left or was it with, like... It was I a little bit of time left. A little bit of yeah. time left. And they're, they're, so they're up by one at this point. They decide to go for two, so put the lead up to three, and uh, Eric Berry 
Who already had a pick six in the game. Yes. Right. Yeah. He was already scoring all a of them. Very impressive pick six. Picks it off and runs it back. There's like the six, probably six defensive backs on the field that Matt Ryan could attempt to throw a pass in the area of, and he chose Eric Berry. Yeah, mistakes were made. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, and the Chiefs surging. They're 9-3, and three, and considering what the, what the way that division is shaking up, man, it's the, every win is important for both Kansas City and Denver. Which, by the way, Denver picking up a win against Jacksonville, 20-10. to 10. Um, We'll talk about that. Uh, the Detroit Lions surging, uh, beating uh, the New Orleans Saints, 28-13. The NFC North is getting a little bit tight with the are, Packers. Are the Lions real, though? I think Packers they are. Packers 6-6, six six, though. I mean, Lions have a two-game lead. Problem is, is Packers make a run, and that's what they did last year. Hey, Sean, I got a question. Is Sean Payton getting stale in, in New Orleans? Yes. Uh, it, it's, it's been a while since they won that Sh- Super Bowl. Sean Payton will be the top head coach. It, it, yeah, I, I'll, take, I'll damn sure take him here. I'm pretty sure. Him, Marvin Lewis, all those guys who are on the hot seat. I know right we're now. not talking about the FC. We're talking about the FC North right now, but with the Falcons loss, I do want to say that before the season, I did bring up on the show that the Bucks are going to make it weird yes. and be in there. And they damn sure are. They made it weird and they're in there. Yeah. Uh, the New England Patriots taking on the LA Rams. That was uh, not even fun. <laughs> Maybe for you. Why freaking show up? It was like it was kind of like uh, all right, yeah, it's seventeen nothing at halftime. Okay. Jeff right. Fisher was so unprepared. He he didn't even have the challenge okay, flag where I, he could reach it. Yeah, he couldn't find the challenge flag. Also, I just loved earlier in the week. I, I'm not going to spend too long on this game because there was really nothing notable. Twenty six to ten. It was twenty six to three until the final second. But Jeff Fisher did not know who the Patriots running backs were during the week. The Patriots' first drive, LeGarrette Blunt, James White, and Deion Lewis all got two or three touches. <laughs> and it was a flawless, like, 85-yard touchdown drive, ending with a LeGarrette Blunt fourth and one that he bounced outside and ran 43 yards for a touchdown. You know who we are now, bitch. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Brandon Bolden, who was mentioned by name, uh, Brandon, uh, did not get a carry in the game. I he should. Belichick should have trolled, put him in there, man. Yes. Should have. Yes. And I also, again, uh, have to point out, now 201 for Tom Brady. Yes. And uh, the Rams reward, you know, Fisher with a two-year extension. That was, I I couldn't, I thought that was the end. Now, they can still yeah, blow him out of there from what I understand. But After that's a year. What could Jefferson possibly do to get fired? Because he has shown that he has pretty much gross incompetence. Eric Dickerson pretty much has said for the NFL Hall of Famer, who's a former L.A. Ram, said, who's got the naked pictures? I think he, he's got naked pictures on somebody where he's basically freaking Teflon, where nothing he does will get him fired. So this also was the day where they brought back the uh, 2001 Patriots, except for the quarterback who had a prior engagement playing in the game. Yeah. The team. But... <laughs> I, 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 I was, I was, was going to say, it's like yeah, yeah, another one of those. Team. Uh, I'm offended that this Rams team wears the same uniforms as the greatest show on turf team, at least in 2001, because I know the Rams changed uniforms between 99 and 01. That's, it's offensive that Kurt Warner, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, and Oz Hakeem and Ricky Pearl did not die for these sins. <laughs> um, the 2010 Edmonton Oilers, when they switched back from the copper stripe to the 1979 orange and blue that they've worn over the last 10 years and which they've missed the playoff every single year. Yeah, they, they know exactly what or you're Or just like about. the Knicks having the same uniforms. Also last yeah. last little uh, Jeff Fisher ha- note that I'll make. Uh, Tom Crabtree, former tight end for the uh, Green Bay Packers, tweeted, With a loss today, Jeff Fisher is guaranteed to have gone through three presidential inaugurations since his last coaching a team to a winning record. Jeff Fisher's teams have moved like four times since he's been the head coach. Damn! (laughs) 
Damn sure have, man. Houston, they put the Houston, Houston to Memphis for a year. Right. Then Nashville. Nashville. And then St. Louis to LA. <laughs> God dang. Wow, that's an in So if, if Jeff Fisher goes to Buffalo, hello, Toronto. I kind of needed. Like, I'm, I'm almost on board with the Jeff Fisher heat check. Like update every every now and then. I'm almost on board with it. That's some in depth for your hands right there. <laughs> Green Bay beats Houston twenty one to what was it? I'm sorry, I just lost track. Where my laptop? Twenty one six. Twenty one twenty eight fourteen. Yeah, twenty one thirteen. Uh, that's right. I'm yeah. sorry. Like my computer went haywire for a second. I was confused. Um, then since he putting it on Philadelphia thirty two. The Eagles were kind of in it for a while. They're now garbage. Yeah, and that happened quick. Yeah, and Marvin Lewis still on the hot seat. Still, yeah, he's me. Yeah, been for a little while. Been on the hot seat. Right. I tweeted yeah, the weather's cold, so he's nice and toasty he's now. Toasty. I, I tweeted out today. Somebody brought up the idea of AJ, AJ McCarron. I think AJ McCarron's going to make that starting job very strange next year. I think he's going to compete with Andy Dalton. I don't. I don't know that this is going to be his team going into training camp. Okay, fair enough. Uh, the, I guess Andy Dalton could just go up to Cleveland. The surging Baltimore Ravens. Where careers go to die. Yeah, well. the redheaded stepchildren. Right. Literally, maybe, yes. Yeah. Baltimore beats Miami thirty-eight to six. Snaps the Dolphins' six-game win streak. Chicago Bears snuff out the 49ers twenty-six. And other who gives a shit news? Like four yards for Colin Kaepernick before he got benched. Five? I four saw one five? tweet where it was like, and this is the I, fourth I, quarter. I watched Colin Kaepernick's completion. It was a bad throw. <laughs> Change the scenery coming for that guy. Wow. Maybe he can go to Chicago because they have a vacancy. Jay Cutler's on IR, and he's probably done there. Buffalo was doing well until Oakland just comes back and rattles off. That that happened with the quickness. Like, it was (laughs) Buffalo racked up two touchdowns immediately in the third quarter to go up 24-9. And then it was like, I I don't know what Derek Carr and Amari Cooper and the rest of the – and Khalil Mack – Said to each other on the sideline, but a switch was flipped. Yeah. I look at Oakland and I want to throw my cell phone at the television because yeah. it should be that should be Jacksonville. That should be exactly how Jacksonville should be playing with that young talent, and they've done. Speaking of 15 year anniversary, it should be a fun playoff matchup. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Fitz snows in that game. Oh God, <laughs> the Raiders might fold. <laughs> we quit. We surrender. Uh, Pitt being the New York Giants, twenty-four to fourteen. Are we all just calling all teams from Pittsburgh Pitt now? Yeah, because I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. Pitt, Pitt Penguins. Pitt. Uh, Arizona beats Washington, uh, thirty-one twenty-three. Tampa Bay, like you said, making it weird. Uh, twenty-eight thirty-one against the uh, San Diego Chargers, and then Sunday Night Football. It was a great, it was a great. Derek Anderson is still in the league. Reminder. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly. Why would you bet your 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 MV, like? Because you have to set an example. Because that brother wasn't wearing a tie. You have to set an example, and that was the the only way. I had the only way to potentially levy punishment was to compromise your own team's chance of winning the game. <laughs> rules are rules. I have a bigger integrity. I have a bigger complaint. Else, so. I have a bigger complaint with this. Cam Newton can walk into any belk 
in the country and hit a goddamn tie without even trying. I mean, that is strong, considering his city hosts the Dolphins. Yes, that is, that is a very Carolina-ish of you, He sir. could take a tie and a shirt. He he couldn't find a shirt. 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 to match. find a shirt. to match. find a shirt. to match. any find a shirt. to match. any find a shirt. to match. any of the. a shirt. to match. any of the. a shirt. to match. any of the. a shirt. to match. any of the ties that he had. What are you wearing? You put a tie on it, and I'm just as confused as I am looking at you now. Put on the turtleneck. <laughs> okay, Danny Cannell. <laughs> I was about to say private night looking ass, but... <laughs> 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 you RB singing looking. Have I am across your mind. <laughs> 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 this is made the fact that... The fact that Earl Thomas broke his leg... Tweeted about considering retirement, then immediately tweeted, Hey Cam, you owe me a steak. <laughs> and that, that's the less notable thing to come from this game. Oh my lord. And then we've got the Colts and the Jets playing terrible football tonight. So that's such a such a whipper. Week whatever week we're in. Thirteen? We're in week thirteen. Just, that, that's a this makes me feel like it's Thursday. Oh well, I wish it was Thursday. Thursday that game's lit! Raiders Chiefs. Yeah, could actually that's be true, that'll yeah. be actually the one. Could be. Like, that's yeah. Yeah. Prime well, like a prime matchup. Indy is up fourteen nothing on the Jets right now. That are you surprised? No. No, because Luck's playing. If Luck wasn't playing, I would be. Like Scott Tolzien. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> the New York Jets. Excuse me? Oh, right. <laughs> Patrick. Fair fair point. Uh, you've been listening to Win the Points. Thanks for tuning into tonight's episode. The Jaguars portion of the show has been redacted, which is probably for the best. <laughs> it will be on Facebook Live in just a little bit, so hop on to Facebook Live. Uh, find my account. It's Wale all again. I don't know why I'm giving you my personal, but we're going to go with it anyway. Wale, we'll have to accept your friend request <laughs> first. No, just, just hit – Just uh, don't even hit, like, friend request. Just hit the follow button. <laughs> Because I will not request, like I will not request you will not be added as a friend. Not because I can't add you as a friend. It's just I have. We don't know you, man. I have enough friends, and I don't need anymore. We don't know them. Oh, no, no, no new friends. friends. <laughs> no new friends. No, no, no new. You're um, only allowed to be Wally's friend if you have over 700 followers. And or a female. Um. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode. Make sure you follow the show on Facebook and on Twitter. You can find the show at Win the Points, and you can find it on Twitter at Win the Points Pod. You can also follow the host of the show on their own Twitter accounts. You can follow Jeremy Thompson at J Thompson two three eight zero. You can follow Xander Keen at Xander Keen PXP. Joshua C. Jackson. Lil Yachty can't rap worth a damn. J.C. Jackson 904. And you can follow me at the MC Wale. I don't know why that crossed my mind. Let us see W-A-L-E. You must have been watching the... Uh, that that X, was the brutal. Uh, uh, X- call my man a soda. What the hell? <laughs> can we not even acknowledge that? That was terrible. Lil Yachty. I'm about it, though. Not about Lil Yachty specifically. But, I mean, just mumble rap as a whole. I'm kind of I'm kind of on board with it. Like he need to be in a special class. <laughs> Dog. Like for real. That, that's not nice. He do. That's not nice. Fine that's not nice at all. <laughs> <laughs> We're down to the final minute. Any last words, guys? Um uh no I oh my man, pull one off from a dog, Steven Stamkos, uh the captain. Done for the year. But uh we'll, we'll see how my boys uh bounce back. What happened? Wait. I, 
uh, broke a bone when? in his foot, I think, a couple weeks this? ago. It was a few weeks ago. Really? Yeah, so he's done He's done for the year. See, that's how out of touch I am with the rest of yeah, the game. Andrew Luck, so. 6 of 6 for 93 yards and two touchdowns. Perfect. Congrats, Darrell Revis. Any, <laughs> Any Dante Moncrief? one out. The career of Darrell Revis also should be poured. Fair enough. Any Dante Moncrief? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Dwayne Allen with a two spot. Right, not bad. I uh, just want to say thanks for listening. 14 and 46, Sean! Follow him now! <laughs> Shit, what are you waiting for? Coming soon to Facebook Live. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to tonight's episode. Uh, make sure you tune in next Monday for a new episode of Win the Points. Uh, for Jeremy, for Xander, and for Josh, we want to say thank you for all the support you give us. And as always, survive in advance. Dante Moncrief and Quincy Anua are the two guys that